What are you talking about? All right, dude. What are we really talking about? Because let's we could just keep talking about. No I could sleep. talk about no sleep because me and you really honestly since I've started listening because you've been listening for a while. Mm. I haven't gotten to really talk about it. Yeah. Like, we'll mention it in passing, but we've not really... I think you and me could spend about four hours probably going over I think thoughts. we could really deconstruct yeah. some of the episodes. So here's... here's Okay, here's what we do. We start a second podcast. Okay. And it comes out the day after No and Sleep. And it's the analysis. Yes. <laughs> and we will get so sued. <laughs> Yeah, know. Creative Reason Media is yeah, going to just yeah, yeah. smite us down. Reach out to us, guys. <laughs> In a kind way. <laughs> I have a feeling, I don't know, this could just be me working off of Canadian stereotypes, but I feel like David Cummings would just be like, hey guys, please don't. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We're like, okay. <laughs> we so appreciate your enjoyment of the podcast, yes. but... uh. You can't, this, you, this is again, you can't do that. But, uh, stop. It was me trying to, I, that was like Erica Sanderson. Stop. I was trying to, I was trying to, I was trying to channel sorry, but it didn't. Stop. It didn't translate. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Um, Okay. All right. Well, so, all right. I have a tale for you. Tell yes. Settle in. Mm. I have a historical witch episode. Oh, my God. Yay. It's not Janet Horn. That's okay. This is one I've been sitting Janet. on for a while, mm. and I'm ready for it. This is the story of Goody Eunice Cole. Oh, Okay. She, all right. I know the name, but I know you, pretty okay. much nothing else. Well, and I'm going to, I'm going to be referencing some, some, passages from american witches um and it's it's her story is ridiculous and i'm very excited to tell it um so yeah i'm telling you about eunice cole Hmm. her name was susan fair (laughs) her name was susan fair but seriously if y'all haven't read american witches by susan fair go do it when i'm excited to read some on on the microphone because you can like people who haven't read the book yet can hear the tone because yeah. the tone of the book is hilarious yeah it's it's very uh funny but still being very like you said very respectful, respectful. it's a yeah. tough balance so i'm excited to read it what are you talking about uh i'm gonna talk about a good a, a good little weed that we've got sprouting around the world called the dandelion. 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 Helpful to bees. Mm. <laughs> Good for your body. What? I do like dandelion root tea. You know, I've never uh, actually tried it. I think it tastes like, so like, I like herbal I th- medicinal or was, uh, um, traditional medicinals. Yeah. That tea brand. That's I love it. It's one of my favorites. I was going to say, I think I've had it mixed in with a blend. Oh. The roasted, their roasted dandelion root tea mm-hmm. tastes like peanut butter and syrup. Really? Yeah. See, because a lot of the plant, it's strange because the dandelion, depending on what part you eat, you can get very different flavors yeah. from it. Yeah. The um, roots are very nutty and smoky. Mm-hmm. And and oh. especially if you, if you pick the root, the kind of area between the actual leaves and the root that goes into the ground, there's about an inch of really white uh, stem. Mm-hmm. And if you slice that out and fry it with bacon, it's apparently blows your nips off. Wow. Like it's, so I'm, I'm excited to try it. Oh, that loose to Owen Wilson one. That was a, <laughs> I that that was one, a true Owen <laughs> that Wilson. That was a real legit one. Not ironic. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh man! Oh, I'm excited to hear about it. 
By the way. Oh. I was going to make a joke that we were going to get sued by Owen Wilson, which brought up to mind all the, the list of other people who were going to sue us. Oh, so many. And do you remember I sent you um, a text that said that somebody had dressed up as Zach Bagans yes. and a ghost? Yes. And one of the comments tagged us and said, hey, bitch hour, at bitch hour on Twitter. Check this out. The original tweet itself was liked by Zach Bagans and us. And I feel like we have a weird little we've, tie We've in. met. We, I feel like we've met. Because <laughs> I know he probably saw at bitch hour, check this out. And he has no idea what it means. Somehow deep in the, the bowels of his brain. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> but you know but what? Under all the cans of Axe and Monster <laughs> I Need to Drink. We're kidding. We love him. I, you know, that's the thing. I have a huge soft spot. For no, Zach no, Baggins. no, no. That's the thing. Baggins. I always do that. Zach Baggins. Baggins. Affliction. <laughs> Baggins. <laughs> but that would lead them here. Um, okay. Uh, God Christ. <laughs> no, no. That's the thing. Is we poke a lot of fun at him, but like genuinely, I would be. Nothing but enamored if we ever. I would. I would like to meet him. Yes, I really would. I would like to meet him, (laughs) so he can immediately just tell us to stop it. Yeah, just spit in our faces. Give us a quick backhand. (laughs) Oh Oh, man. Okay. Mm. I'm excited to hear about your topic. Thank you. (laughs) This is gonna be a giggly ass episode. I know. I'm feeling very uh, jovial. 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 Oh, speaking of jovial, we have a Patreon shout out oh. segment. Shit. Well, okay, listen here. Okay, listen, sit. I'm listening. <laughs> listen, sit down, kids. This episode goes out to Jessica J. Oh. And it made me think jovial Jessica J. Oh. Um, which dogs like it too. That's gizzy. <laughs> And uh, it's funny enough that Jessica J was actually supposed to be the Patreon shout out for our last episode, but we got we so distracted yeah. that we didn't do it. So uh, that one and this one go out to you, Jessica. Now comes the flop sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica J in the river. <laughs> I, I, I meant to say in the city, but now it's not like she's in the, in the river. My brain, I panicked and I was like, wait, is this a whole different song and I'm going to screw? No, I just forgot. Jessica J in the river. In the river, yeah. Jessica J in the city. Oh my God. I just immediately jumped to rolling in the river and forgot about the whole rest of the song. Jessica J in the river. In the river. Oh my God, it's so dark. Oh, oh man. All right, all right. Who right. goes first? Macy. Shit. Macy goes first. All and right. I am psyched. Settle in. Can't believe I got that song wrong. <laughs> that's like, if I have any songs ingrained in my body, that's one of them. <laughs> in the river. It's ridiculous. Oh man. <sighs> my. My God. I'm going to have another sip of probably now cold coffee. Mm. Mm. So, Tell me about. Pamela Anderson was the first name that popped into my head. Tell me about. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Pamela Good? Goody? Eunice Cole. Eunice Cole. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. This is going to be my go-to now. Anytime anyone's trying to think, like, who was in that movie? Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. (laughs) With a straight fucking face. Always. Always Nick Nolte. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh. All right. I'm going to get serious now. You know why? Because this is a long story. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? Okay. So, let's talk about Eunice Cole. Okay. Eunice Cole was a bitch. Oh. We'll get to that. I feel like a lot of these stories start like that. Eunice Cole, though, was like the bitch. Oh. The grand bitch. I'll take it. Yes. Okay, let me get comfortable. This is, I gotta get right. I don't have my big book, so I have to feel, I have to get in a storytelling position. So, Eunice Cole and her husband, William, were uh, indentured servants Mm. uh, to a man named Matthew Craddock. He was a Puritan and the first governor of the Massachusetts Bay Company. Oh. So he he lived, he didn't live in the U.S. He lived in England, uh, I believe. Hmm. But he was... He was recruiting English settlers, people to go to the New World and settle there. And so they belonged to him in indentured servitude. Her, her, full, her full recognized name, uh, Eunice Coles, is Goodwife Eunice Cole. Is that like a title? Yes. So oh. back in these times, Goodwife was typically simplified to Goody, and it meant that she was a married woman. Huh. Yes. And so from what I read, though, it was lower status than like of like like mistress. Like that would be a higher thing. But like Goody was just like a common woman, Hmm. a common married woman. I've seen a couple of times somebody referred to as like the goodly Mrs. Roberts Mm -hmm. or something like that. Is that like a I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I have no idea. It made this make sense because in reading like when you read about new england witch stuff you see goody this goody that like you yeah. see it all the time and so i was glad to like get an answer huh. for it because i've wondered what that meant it's a it's a married lady yeah but not of a particular, married common lady not no particular prominence yeah okay yeah and um and so her last name being cole she's often referred to as goody cole at the time eunice was 47 years old and she and her husband william promised to pay craddock 10 pounds for like, in order for him to release them from his service once they arrived in Massachusetts, hmm. at first they settled in Exeter, where William was made the official town fence viewer. Stop! I'm calling the police. What are you talking about? I have no clue. I couldn't find anything as to what that meant. Okay, but it also kind of sounds like something you would call like a like a layabout. You know, he's like, oh, that's he's such a he's just a fence viewer. You know, honestly, maybe just like he doesn't really have any particular job. <laughs> I kind of get it. Somebody let us know. Somebody, somebody, tell us what an, a fence viewer a was fence. <laughs> by title. <laughs> so, uh, however, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. They uh, they eventually moved um, from Exeter. Uh, to settle in Hampton. Mm. And it's honestly perhaps because Goody, like Goody Cole was already making problems. And oh. her nasty attitude kind of started to make rumors just swirl around her. I kind of like her. I do too. So in 1637, they made the move. Uh, and they settled down on 40 acres of land in Hampton, New Hampshire. Mm. I said that I was, was very say, strange. What the fuck? Ye old New Hampshire. (laughs) 
Hampshire. <laughs> you really overcorrected on that one. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Uh, and um, they became followers of a controversial minister named Reverend John Wheelwright, mm. who preached antinomianism. Oh. So basically he taught that, or he preached that, Basically, if you were in, you know, the path of faith and followed Christ with all of your heart, they, they shouldn't be subject to any human laws. Like their faith and like that is law enough. Hmm. And like the rest are just human constructs. Oh. Or some, that's kind of how I gathered it online. I hope I didn't fuck that up. My um, mind went to a completely different place. I was thinking like anti-nomads. <laughs> like, Settle you, you just down. Be here and stay here. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense. So, they, so, so, cult? I don't know. Maybe? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. So, they they were still, they were one of the early citizens of Hampton. Uh, in fact, uh, the coal stone was uh, included in the ring of founder's stones, which is a cool idea. It makes me that want whole, to found a town and put a stone in it. The whole fucking sentence was cool. Yeah. All right. So, so when they arrived, uh, the town had only existed for two years. And it was still pretty damn wild. It was like a wild place still. Yeah. So to survive required day in and day out work for both of them. Mm. It was not like super traditional in the sense of like she made bread all day. And, you know, like a lot of these women made their own clothing. Yeah. Like, like. There's no like shops. No. Like if you need fabric, you fucking weave it. Yeah. You know, shit. And um, so it was, it was very, very hard work and they had to kind of make it for themselves so she uh just to break in while you look through that the concept of making like that being so self-sufficient is it gives me anxiety i mean i love the idea of being self-sufficient like i i have a big thing for like homesteaders i'm getting there absolutely love it i think in the next five years i'm gonna be like almost a full sufficient like not sufficient uh sustainable yeah. like yeah. homestead and i situation. love that i absolutely love that and i think you should work it in when you can and i think it's it's, it's a long process yeah. to get back into that root like back to our root style yeah. of surviving we are so deprogrammed from that yeah like i'm just rolling out little small steps at a time we got, we got the chickens yeah start with we'll get the chickens yeah. we'll get our compost started yeah. and like you just kind of gotta work into it one thing at a time mm-hmm. you know and then and it just all seems so foreign but I think it's one of those things that it's, it, it's almost like basic human, like adult life skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you should know how to sew clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that's traditionally like a gendered thing or whatever. Like it's not, it's just a grown up should know how to like mend their own clothing and things like that. But the idea of having to weave your own fabric. See, that's like a, such a deep level of it. Like, it gives me nightmares. Yeah. Making your clothes is one thing, but like. No, I know. It's just, you're painting a picture that it was very hard. There's not (laughs) a single piece of your life I feel that's easy. No. You have no convenience. No enjoyment. It's just work. So you can stay alive. Yeah. I wouldn't. (laughs) 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 So Eunice was not a pleasant person. She was very quick to anger, curt, argumentative, and had a really, really bad habit of mumbling under her breath. (laughs) Which, if you can imagine, was the worst habit to have in these times. (laughs) Bitch! 
okay, A, I love her. <laughs> and no matter what, I choose to believe she was muttering spells. I know. <laughs> oh, that or like, um... I mean, that's equivalent of like, like pointing at someone and saying something in another language yeah. these days. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. That reminds me of, uh, who was it? The, oh, oh, I'll take it. Who, uh, <laughs> what, which was that, damn it? It was my last one, I think. Oh, I'll, <laughs> the, 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 the Pennyworth the, the, of Strong. Uh, yeah, yo, I'll take it. Oh, what was her name? Fuck. I don't remember. All I can think of is Alice Kettler, and I know that it's not correct. It's not Malin Matt's daughter. It's not Alice Kettler. I can't remember her name. It was the last one I did. Either way, that was one of my favorite ones. I'll take it. She made everybody pick up sticks. Didn't she make a dude just run around a lot? Yeah, yeah, man, because fucking John Chapman was a dick. Why do I remember his name and not hers? God damn it. Ugh. Okay. Guess you hate women. I guess I do. So, while, uh, so while only being around 60 years old, which back then I feel like was, you've made it a pretty good long way in hard to live times. Yeah. And, um. Probably haggard as shit. Well, and a life of indentured servitude. Yeah. Kind of made her look like a witch in the stereotypical <sighs> okay, sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, um, she was bent over mm. a bit, um, typically required a walking stick or a cane, and was real haggard. And muttered under her and breath. And muttered under her <laughs> breath. And uh, she had long, from what pictures uh, portray, she had this long gray hair, mm. a pretty small frame, and uh, but very blue eyes, very sharp blue-eyed old crone walking around oh, pretty much. Oh my god. And um her neighbors hated her. They they just hated her. They feared her because she was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Essentially, she would just like make the rounds and just push people's buttons. <laughs> like, I love her. I love her. I love her. Like that's just what she did. And it was she just had this vile temper. So like one time she there's like this just this dude just working on a house right he's mm. just a carpenter he's just minding his own business he's doing his he's, job he's working a house mm. he's just trying to get he's just trying to bring home the bacon yeah. and just build this house and she was just taunting him <laughs> we're just standing on the sidelines yeah. and just muttering and taunting <laughs> and she did it so incessantly he eventually <laughs> threw an axe at her <laughs> What could you possibly say? Uh, she, dude, she, okay, was ahead of her time in the shit she would say. Oh, my God. She had a nasty mouth. Oh, Like, no. I mean, everything about her was just brash. <laughs> like, so, this, uh, this rapidly, the, her attitude rapidly made the coals, like, fall very far from favor in the town. Yeah. If you can imagine. Probably just pariahs pretty quickly. Well, and, like, it's just one of those, like, she's coming and everybody's like, oh, Fuck. Get back. She's Ugh. here. So she didn't really have like any, she didn't have a good character. She didn't really have anything that would suggest she wasn't a witch. And that's where the <laughs> problems start for her. No redeeming qualities. No. And, and maybe, you know, I've wondered if maybe it was the minister they were following. It made her think that she was above, mm. you know, like all of, I don't know, mm-hmm. but she was a bitch. So here I got it. I have. I'm gonna read a little excerpt out of. This is out of American Witches, and this is how I first read about her. And she did a. There's like a whole chapter on just her specifically, and there should be. 
So like, so how how bad was it for the Coles like social outcast status is kind of what this was. So here's how it goes. How bad was it for the Coles when a new town meeting house was built and the congregants permanent seats were assigned? William was given a pretty bad seat in the back, but Eunice's <laughs> assigned spot was even worse. A bench that was in a part of the building or in a part of the meeting house so far back it hadn't been built yet. <laughs> they stuck the bench outside. <laughs> Good, because the whole time nobody's gonna get anything done. Just, just muttering and swearing, taunt people. <laughs> so, why were Eunice Cole <laughs> and her husband so darn unpopular in Hampton? Mm. Well, judging by the town's court records, Eunice didn't exactly try to endear herself to her neighbors. At one point, her husband was given notice to bring his wife to the court to answer a presentment against her for unseemly speeches and saying to this woman's name is Hulda Hussey. Oh, no. Yeah. So this is what this is what she said. This is what she said to her. Where is your mother, that whore? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. She she is abed with your father, that whore master. (laughs) Jesus. Fucking savage. I know. Okay. This is in the 1600s, dude. (laughs) Where is your mom? Fucking your dad, the whore master. (laughs) And honestly, it's a very valid place to be, I guess. is, Is she a whore? If they're married. It's her husband. Oh, so the whorehound. And I just want to say again, she said that to a woman named Holda Hussey. <laughs> Truth truly is stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. So there was one complaint. Uh, uh, there was also this complaint from a neighbor named John Mason. One Sabbath day at night, coming near the house of Eunice Cole and hearing her mutter in the house, I went to the door with James Bunsey and said. And the said Eunice Cole called me the devil, or called me devil, and said she would split out my brains at Whoa. the next day I took sick. Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that fucking metal? Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine just going by an old person's house and then they just yell at you yeah. that they're going to bash your head open the next time that they find you sick? So like, there is a little bit of redemption in this situation, though. So here's what it says. It didn't matter to anyone that the 20-year-old Mason and his friend had barged onto Eunice's property to confront her. Oh. It was taken for granted that someone like Eunice should have expected that sort of thing. <laughs> Mason whined in his complaint that after Eunice had threatened him, he had stayed sick for two weeks. So here we go. And then there was the infamous pig withholding incident. Mm. According to court records, (laughs) the Coles, for what very well might have been perfectly good reasons, had withheld several pigs from the plaintiff. Pig withholding was apparently the kind of thing that could get you sued because the local constable showed up to seize the pigs after the court decided against the Coles uh, in an actual pig withholding lawsuit. And this is when Eunice and William, true to form, might have overreacted just a bit. Murder! Murder! Eunice reportedly screamed when the constable showed up what? at their house and tried what? to apprehend the pigs in question while her husband bellowed, Thieves! <laughs> the couple. These are just like freaking trashy neighbors i know <laughs> the couple was normally acrimonious but for the occasion they were finally they were a finely tuned machine of mayhem a finely tuned machine of mayhem, of mayhem. 
That is the equivalent of yelling fire <laughs> in a mildly aggravating situation. I know. <laughs> I know. They're probably not even their pigs. Yeah, I know. It's like the waiter screws your meal up and you're just like, fire! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, so together they bit the constable's hand. Oh. Tag teamed to knock him down. <laughs> they rehearsed this. Yeah. And strong armed a squealing pig away from him. Oh. So they were a unit. They were wrestling that pig back. Yeah, man. <laughs> so here we go. In 1656, she stood trial in Boston for witchcraft for the first time. I love that. Accusations against her were the murder of animals, calling everyone a whore, pretty much slandering <laughs> anyone and everyone. Okay, I get that, but why does that make you a witch? Well, okay, so that they kind of they kind of explain that in a in a weird way. So knowing secrets about people that only the devil could have known, like they were a whore. Well, such as gossip mm. and um, bringing illness upon people or threatening to kill people a lot. Okay, she would apparently. Valid appear as a cat-like thing at night and leap onto the face of sleeping villagers. <laughs> onto the face. the face. And by the way, not a cat. A cat-like a cat-like creature. And like in reading the book, it's really funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> leap on the face. It's ridiculous. Um, I think it was the book. I don't remember if it was this book or if it was an article. Oh, yeah, it is this book. And, like, so when they're talking about these instances, she's like, this cat-like thing, parentheses, probably a cat. Like, <laughs> I'm just thinking in uh, what we do in the shadows. I know. Vladislav. He can't turn his face. So it's just this cat with her old-ass face, like, jumping on you in the middle of the night. In the, on the face, on very the face. specifically. <laughs> Can you imagine waking up? To, like, four heavy cat paws just landing on your face. I would hate it. Oh, my God. Ugh. And immediately, you go, well, that was, that was Eunice. It was Goody Cole. <laughs> so, and she was also just a oh. real ass. And so you pile that on. That's the cherry on top. Mm. That on top of all of these things, she just sucked a little bit. <laughs> so, they were really on. They were very shitty to her in many, many ways. So, she was whipped publicly in town. Whoa. Stripped and searched for teats to where one allegedly was found. Of course. Uh-huh. Uh, as well as uh, they even used her varicose veins against her as evidence because it says uh, that's where uh, an imp sucked on her. No words. I've got no... Wait. It... Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. She was convicted, but not fully of witchcraft. You know there was a woman out in the crowd who had varicose veins who was just like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Just like, this is what we're doing now, okay? Yeah, yeah. not even that safe at that point, you know? Like, you can't even have Something varicose veins. Something that is a known thing. Well, and it's just like, every everybody has them. Yeah. Everybody has them. Yeah. I just, I, it's just, I can't even, I just don't even understand it. So, basically, so they... They convicted her, but, like, not not for witchcraft. So, it, it's like they seemed to know that she wasn't a real witch, like, and deep down, you know, like, not even deep down. Like, they knew it. They just but they all it. just fucking hated her so much <laughs> that she was convicted for a lesser crime. Uh, so, she could be shipped off to serve life in prison in Boston, which is where she was sent. 
What? And the lesser crime was essentially kind of like just like suspicion of dealing with the devil. Mm. Yeah, which is a bullshit. It's like you couldn't prove it, but we suspect it. Right. Um. So that was her. She wasn't executed. So life in prison for just being a dick for being an asshole. Whoa. Yeah. So and. In 1662, she got out of jail claiming that she needed to care for her very ill uh, and elderly, very elderly husband. And surprisingly, she was released. Hmm. Uh, The sad truth was that her husband had deeded away the land, um, Hmm. which she was all it was always in her name. Like always. She was very adamant about it being in her name. She said she would leave him if it wasn't in her name. Oh, yeah, because the second she goes away. Well, so it's he it wasn't just because he was a total dick. So, in exchange, it was, because he was an older man at this point, like, very old. And like, I guess he did figure she was gone for good. Yeah, and so it was an exchange. So, the people in the town were real, they were real assholes. So, in order to, like, have them care for him, he had to give the deed away to mm-hmm. the neighbors in exchange for them to take care of him when he was older. A bribe. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he had no other form of payment. So, he was mm-hmm. like, all right, we'll take the property, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, half of William's small estate, William and... Goody Coles, a small estate was given to a neighbor uh, for William's care, the Webster family. And the other half was given to Eunice. However, the town then took all but eight pounds of it, saying it was for supporting urine. urine. <laughs> Jesus. My. <laughs> um, they, they took all but eight pounds of her estate, you know, all of her money, basically, saying it was for supporting Eunice during her jail time. Do you think she saw a lick of that? No, probably not even eight pounds, like she was told. So then the town kind of made it worse in a way by then saying that the town had to care for Eunice because she didn't have anything. Eight pounds wasn't enough. Uh, right? Uh, yeah, and that's uh, it, I read them in one of the articles I was reading. They were like, the town made a very short-sighted decision in seizing her money because mm-hmm. then they could deal with her. Mm-hmm. So... It was, it was decided that it would go in a weekly rotation and families would need to give her food, firewood, and whatnot um, in, in her tiny little hut that the town constructed for her to live in. Um, since, of course, she was no longer in jail. However, she kind of went to and from jail a lot. So, I mean, she was kind of in and out of the picture. Oh. Um, the same year, so this the same year that everybody was told, oh, but you're going to have to take care of her, she was accused of witchcraft again. Hmm. Uh huh. Including the Websters who owned her land, and she was obviously a threat to maybe getting their land back. They accused her of witchcraft hmm. as well. But she was let go in this instance. So, uh, after the town learned they needed to care for Eunice, essentially, basically everything that went wrong with her fault. And it just built her witch rap sheet. Okay. I have a story to read you. This is the this is the craziest. This is the craziest goddamn thing I've ever read in my life. It's a it's a witness statement from a child. Oh God, yes. Oh, I love and, this. And um, it's a uh, wild man. Where is it? I gotta find it. I is folded this page. gonna be like the child was lightly coached or totally coached? I don't even. I don't know. Or it's so extra. Left up to a child's imagination. Here we go. So. In 1670, oh yeah, this is also, this is American witches again. So, in 1675, new charges of witchcraft suggested yet another source of misery for Eunice Cole. The local woman had long, the local women had long accused Eunice of coveting their children. Now they claimed Goody Cole had been using her magical powers to try to entice a little girl named Anne Smith to come live with her. 
Little Anne was found crying in an orchard and blabbering about an old woman who had promised her a baby and some plums if she would come away and live with her. <laughs> then promptly hit her in the head with a stone and turned into a little dog and then ran up a tree and turned into an eagle and flew away. That sounds exactly like something a kid would say. Yep. yep. Uh, I was in a field and then I turned into a dog uh-huh. and then I went up a tree. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, conveniently, the gullible townspeople totally believed oh, her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, no, they didn't. Yeah. They just thought, this is, yes, mm-hmm. we'll go with this. Mm-hmm. Children oh, can't oh, oh. lie. Oh, no. So. Ugh, gross. It just sucks. Okay. So. In 1675, she was charged yet again for witchcraft, following that and some other things. Like, this one dude said he saw her, like, he, he, was, he was walking, and then he saw her, and she was behind him, and then he, he was walking, and he looked forward, and she was in front of him. Oh, and, and, oh. Oh. and um, but the best thing ever, dude, I got some slang for you. Oh, no. And so he said, like, you know, I don't remember his word, whatever, he was just like, I goody cold, you know, is thou you or something like that? And she replied, she replied back, just, and I could hear it just in this flat voice. What's it to you, saws box? <laughs> so a saws box, S-A-W-S box, meant back in the day, it was like calling someone saucy. <laughs> Okay, I guess. Oh my God, what's it to ya? What's it to ya, sauce box? <laughs> Isn't that great? I have to work this into my life. Somehow. I know. I got to just start using that as some slang, man. Oh, use it. Use it in a modern day sentence. Yeah. You know, I just love the whole sentence. Of what's it to you? That's almost more surprising than Sawsbox. Sawsbox, yeah. what's it to you? Well, what's it to you, pal? <laughs> is is Sawsbox? You said it's like sa- saucy. Is it like um? Is kind of like slut? I don't. Yeah, like calling someone a tart. <laughs> yeah. And why is she saying that to him? What's it to you, slut? <laughs> <laughs> Poochie. I don't know. Uh, Okay. So. So, okay. And then what? And then what do you do? What? What do you, what do you even say to that? I don't know how you, other than just just blink. It's like that blinking man meme. Oh, I think that's all I would be able to do. I need to recover from that. So, in 1675, she was charged yet again after all these bullshit things. She just won't go away. She's appearing and disappearing. She's turning into animals. Like, this one group of old women was like, well, we were gossiping about her. And when we were gossiping about her, we heard a scraping sound on the wall. And then we went out and looked at it. And we didn't see anything. And we started gossiping about her again. And we heard the scraping sound again. That was one of the testify- like people who testified. Although I could totally see her by a window listening in. Scratch. <laughs> so she was sent to jail. And this time they, I don't know if I said this already or not. This time they even put a leg chain on her. Oh. Which is real extra because the woman was like in her 80s at this yeah, point. Yeah, what, she's going to run away. Yeah, they put a leg chain on her. 
So, but once again, she gets out, man. She gets she gets out of jail. She's a cockroach. I'm telling you, man. She's like a skunk. She will find her way home. Like, <laughs> so she's coming back to Hampton. She's back in Hampton, man. Hold on. Was she released or did she like escape? No, she's released. Okay. Okay. I think the jail doesn't even want to deal with her. I think they just <laughs> kick just her out. Like, well, so she's hobbling back to Hampton, and you know she's coming up the hill, and everybody's just like, "Fuck, she's back. She's not dead." <sighs> so she's back. So in 1680, she was charged for the last time, and uh, while it was ruled that there was a vehement suspicion of dealings with the devil, mm-hmm. it wasn't proven. And this time, she was just sent back home to her little hut in Hampton at the age of 90 years old. Whoa. The townspeople at this time pretty much ignored her existence. They didn't help her. They didn't do anything anything for her. Mm. She was left to forage and scrape for food and firewood. So about wow. a month after this last release, they noticed there was no longer smoke coming from the chimney. Oh. And after several days of waiting and not caring, they found her dead in her home. So she had died at yeah. 90 in her home, which is, I mean, it wasn't a good home, but at least she didn't die in jail. Yeah, or but, like out in the yeah. cold or... Yeah. There's, in that weird spot they made her sit at at the yeah, town meeting. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is a bleak story. She was an asshole, but she was treated like shit. It's like, at least she died in, like, a lot of witches, like, in a home. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she almost probably willed that to happen. Just, like, I don't care where I'm, it is. I'm not going to die in this damn jail cell. I'm like, dying in my own fucking bed. I'm dying in my hut. So... They basically dug a shallow grave right outside of her, the front door of the hut, dumped her in it, and then started freaking out because they were like, okay, now she's going to come haunt us. What do we do? Oh, my God. Well, so they staked her. They staked her through the heart and then nailed a horseshoe to the wooden stake. Wow. That sounds a lot like witchcraft. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Wow. So. The, Are they getting witches and vampires? I know. I, I was just like, that's a little... That's much. Much. She was just a bitch. Like, that's... Okay, that's what everyone should strive to be. Be so... Be so bad. Outrageous. You're staked when you die. <laughs> Whoa. So, the Battle of Hampton's Difficult Witch was over. Hmm. Eunice, all in all, spent 13 years of her elderly life in jail for crimes that she did not do. Damn. Uh, And she lost her land and all of her possessions. Um, I'm sorry. Positions threw me off. Lost all her positions. (laughs) She she lost all of her land and... um, Where am I? Okay. So, and she lost all of her land and all of her possessions. She was whipped, chained, imprisoned. Left to fend for herself at 90 years old. And she was tried at least three times for witchcraft, but she was never executed. Hmm. So, this is too little too late. But there is a little bit of a happy ending to the story, if you can call it that. At least the progression in the quality of society. Hmm. We'll say that. So, fast forward 258 years Hmm. to March 8th, 1938. The 300th town meeting of Hampton, the town decided to clear Eunice's name and recognize the horrible treatment she was shown. Hmm. She was, this was put into motion by a group that formed for this purpose called, you ready for this? The Society in Hampton for the Apprehension of Those Falsely Accusing Eunice Goody Cole of Having Familiarity yes. with the Devil. Yes, yes, yes. 
Uh. So this group formed and we're like, we've got to like exonerate her after all of this time. God, what, what would the acronym for that be? I mean, I got to do it one more time for good measure. The Society in Hampton for the Apprehension of Those Falsely Accusing Eunice Goody Cole of Having Familiarity with the Devil. It's so, it, by the end of it, you forget what it's for. Yeah, it's just like you've lost attention. <laughs> so all of her court documents at this meeting, all of, this is why it's very hard to find exact information on her trials. Because at this 300th meeting, they burned them. Hmm. And mixed them into her uh, at grave ashes, like hmm. her grave. They like burned them all and they like mixed her in, mixed them in with her grave. I get the symbolism. Would have been also chill to make a copy or something. I, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, it's like the 40s. I feel like you, yeah. you, I feel like you were good at records You'll by got then. Like, like, you know, yeah, you got like transfer paper something. or something. Like. This was like actually big news all over the country. So a lot Whoa. of newspapers all over picked up the story of like the redeemed witch from, <laughs> you know, 250 years ago being exonerated and things like that. So in 2013... A, a big marble memorial marker was placed in her name, and it's placed right by the meeting house, uh, where many of her public humiliations and punishments took place, such as multiple whippings and even once being put into stockades. Whoa. But now you can go pay your respects to her, and she's got a spot right smack dab in the middle of the goddamn town, and it's a big-ass <laughs> rock, and you can go pay uh, your respects to her. Uh, the, people in, the people in Hampton claim to, to see her a lot still. Oh. She's around. But they but they staked her. I know. How dare. Worked like a treat, didn't it? She keeps coming back. So she does, she's man. She's a fucking Terminator. And so um, she's really, she's, you know, people people see like this, uh, it, just like that guy described, they will like look back and see an old woman and then look <laughs> forward and she's walking about 20 feet ahead already. She's, what's it to you? Sucks box. What is it? Sucks box. Sauce box. Sauce box. Sex box. Oh, man. So she's kind of been embraced. She's now like a, a local, like, like a local little legend celebrity. Mm. There's there's a few establishments uh, in her name, such as Goody Cole's Smokehouse. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good thing she wasn't burned at the stake because that would be Christ. real tacky. Uh, and another one, which I believe serves just like pizza and beer. And I feel like she would so appreciate that deep in her bones. I feel like she could slam back a couple of pints. (laughs) Throw down a pie. So there's, there's some weird, there's some weird developments though on her ghost. So most places say that, you know, they still see the old hobbling woman, but there are some reports that they, that Goody Cole Eunice has like decided to modernize and now she's like this hot young woman. <laughs> okay. And people see her all the time, like bikinis and shit. And they're just like, it's Eunice. And I don't get it. Cause okay. okay. There's so much here. There's so much. A, it couldn't possibly be another ghost. No, no, it's Eunice. It was only one ghost. It's a one ghost town. She's <laughs> I feel like, if anything, that would be true, because she would not allow any of the I ghosts. should chase him off. <laughs> okay. So, those in the area, if we have listeners in this area, in the Hampton, uh, Hampton, 
New Hampshire area. <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> uh, if y'all have been, let us know. Uh, to if you've go... seen that hot, hot ghost. Yeah, let me know if you've seen this just absolute sauce box of a woman. <laughs> but if you've been to the site, I'd love to know. And uh, if y'all haven't been, maybe go out and say hello. I want to go talk to Eunice. I want to yeah. go to her spot and mm. shoot the shit with her. Yeah. feel like you would have to do something that would invoke a little bit of a reaction in her. I'd want to bring her like a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Or something. You, know. I don't you, know you might have to it. dress like a little hussy though. Yeah. So she could like come and like. Come yell at me. Yeah. Call you. my mother a whore. Yeah. <laughs> Who's? Whore master. Whore master. <laughs> Okay, but why is Whoremaster an awesome name? It's a metal band it is name. so great. If I ever get that hearse I want, I'm going to name it the Whoremaster. I want to just, like, buy a Stairmaster and rename it. And <laughs> just, just paint like, Whore? Yeah. In, like, bright 80s pink paint. Like, it's the Whoremaster. That's what I need. Oh, man. Okay. That was nutritious i, I right it. i was reading and i was and i really it made me fall back in love with this book and it's so funny and um uh, yeah i i finished those and i was just like that's all ridiculous there's not a thing that i just read that's not ridiculous oh man and it was great we'll have a link to american witches Written by Susan Fair. Susan Fair. Uh, down in the in the show notes. Highly recommend. That's um that's wild and it's so strange because you hear so many stories where they will just lie and lie and lie until they get the chance to kill her. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's almost like the town was just. Lazy. They didn't want it. Well, they didn't or, want to like kill her. Right. They just wanted her to go away. But she just but she refused. kept coming back, man. I just I just picture it like in, like there's a hill that you have That's to walk exactly over. That's exactly what I picture. She, she like blocks out the sunlight. <laughs> a thousand crows come over, <laughs> announcing her arrival. <laughs> Everything just suddenly gets dim and gray. Yeah. It's just like yeah, and you hear soft muttering on the wind. <laughs> oh. Crops oh, wither and die. <laughs> and then this sick hot lady in a bikini comes walking over the thing. What if the story's wrong? What if it was? She was just always just this slamming hot mama. Sports illustrated model. Everybody was just jealous of her, so they tried to oh. ship her to prison. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I love her. All of All of these women so far have been... I mean, maybe assholes. I didn't just love my... So, it's I loved the story, okay? But I think my least favorite character-wise, because she just sucked, was Alice Kettler. Oh, yeah. She was the one that, like, ditched out on her son and... A, her... Lot, of, a lot of them have sucked as people. Yeah. But the idea of somebody rocking the boat so much in that time... Jane Winham. That's right. That was her. She was and what great. did she do? She was I the forget. one who made everybody run and pick up sticks. That's yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And yeah, that was Jane Wenham. <laughs> oh man, mm. tell me about roasted dandelion root. Just that. <laughs> I have one recipe. I want it roasted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta calm down. <sighs> All right, here we go. I've got. I've got dandelion for you. Uses. Of dandelions. Let me rearrange. 
I'm rearranging. I'm going to tell you about the dandelion. I want to know what love is. I want to know. Can you show oh. me? Fuck. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about the dandelion. Tell me. Okay, so listen, here we go. <clears throat> I have the official name of the dandelion, Teraxicum officinal. Oh. Uh, and I say that because it does have many lookalikes mm. that hold such a strong like phys- physical uh, resemblance to the dandelion that they have a whole category called false dandelions. Oh, great. And it's a whole handful Bunch of, posers. of other things that look just like the dandelion, uh, but is not. So just be sure that if you are planning to use it for any specific purpose that you actually have a dandelion on your hands, refer to her disclaimer. First of all, dandelion is super fucking invasive. Um, it is. It's a it's a little creepy boy. It's, it gets everywhere. The dandelion is native to Eurasia and North America, and it blooms in like spring, early summer, sometimes even earlier that like in these parts, I feel like it's like one of the first things you see that start to come up. And they start as bright and cheery little yellow discs of flowers, but then they become those iconic puffy. The big puffy boys. The big puffy boys with the white seed heads that are um, really perfectly round. It always reminds me of Reunion Tower, which if you're not from Dallas, it's that ball in the Dallas skyline. Every time Fuck I see that it. Ball. We, Fuck that tower. Okay, listen. If you are familiar with the DFW, DFW area and you've seen that ball in the sky, it's actually a big-ass restaurant that uh, one of those 360 restaurants. Yeah, it turns. We went when, how old were we? I was I was four or five. Four or five. So you, were, you got fucking carried. I did. You're damn right. We went and... I walked some. Yeah, you walked a little bit. I remember that. But we were... Uh, your mom was too scared to use oh the... Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the, here's the deal. Well, it is a glass elevator. I do... Well, there was... She was completely freaking out because they were there were people in the elevator and they couldn't get the doors to shut. And it's... I mean, how tall would you... This thing is huge. It's massive. so tall and, and the... Skyscraper the, tall. The door wasn't shutting, so mom was just like... That elevator's dangerous. It's broken. So we head for the stairs. Which, I mean, is fine if you're in like a six-story building. (laughs) It took us, I feel like it had, if it took us a minute, it took us four hours. I I feel like when we, and I remember it so clearly in my Mm -hmm. head. I don't know if you remember the moment we opened that door. The open the door. It was like a movie and the light just blinded you. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'd been in that in the dark stairwell of a spiraling building yeah, for, for four so hours long. to the point where at, at some point you look up at the stairwell and you see no beginning and you look no. down and you see no end it's over it's just that's all you get and uh me and rustin were you said you were four i think i was about four, four years five, old so i was we about four yeah nine s ish so we were at first having a great time, you know, and then we're holding on to the guardrails and everything. And I remember coming out and our hands were covered. Probably just black. Just covered with that iron powder mm-hmm. or whatever comes off of those things. And just being exhausted. Yeah. And and it sucks because it stares because you get about halfway through and you go, there's no. There's no. We back. have to finish. You have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it looks like a dandelion to me. <laughs> Oh, 
yeah. And I was actually like an embarrassingly late age when I realized that the little yellow flowers and the white puffy balls were one and the same. Really? Yeah, I was, I mean, this was probably a handful of years ago. Oh, wow. That I realized that. (laughs) Because I know that they were both referred to as dandelion, Mm -hmm. but I was like, which is, what's the real dandelion? I'm like, which one is the dandelion? Is it the puffy thing or the yellow thing? And I I think it was dad who was like, I think they're the both. (laughs) It's like, how can they be both? So I remember looking watching these fascinating videos of Of how how the flower, yeah, yeah, it closes up and it becomes a puffy thing and then it like reopens. So it's this flower that goes through a metamorphosis. Anywho, I'm a little embarrassed to admit that, but whatever. As well as being super invasive, they are very, very stubborn and they can grow where there is the tiniest amount of soil available. Like you've seen it. There'll be a crack in the sidewalk. Mm -hmm, There's a dandelion. In the middle of a concrete world and there's a fucking dandelion coming out of it so they are viewed as pesky weeds yeah a lot of people who have yards hate dandelions there are whole poison products aimed right at the dandelion and they're very hard to kill and one of the reasons is that a root of a dandelion one by the way these aren't bushes or Mm, anything they're little singular boys one single flower a root can be up to 12 feet long for one of those little things. That makes my skin itch. It's, so, and I saw a picture of one where they had managed to get I don't most like of it. It, it makes me, it makes my skin crawl. It's very strange. I hate it. And the root is like as thick as the actual stem. I really stem. don't, it's making my toes itch. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know why that bothers me so It's bad. very uncomfortable. I don't know what roots are a little It's creepy. like a nervous system. That's exactly it what it It reminds me of like a brain yeah. and spinal cord mm-hmm. and that freaks me out. <laughs> Okay, so even though they're seen as these pesky weed things to get rid of and they just keep coming back, I have always really, really loved dandelions. Uh And I've always kind of wondered, I I think they're the first time I ever had that thought of like, well, what's the difference between a weed and a flower? At what point does it become something that you don't like? Because here in Texas, there's a magical two, maybe three months where all of the sloping highways are covered with blue bonnets. Mm -hmm. And it is one of my favorite times of year. And it's like, okay, so that's great, but these are like a pest that we're trying to wipe yeah. out. Um, so, and I and I still like to pick them as a grown ass. I think they're cute. I love them. Do the thing where you blow off all mm-hmm. the little seeds, uh, the little seed pods. And as as you already stated, they are super important for uh, pollinators. They're one of the first things that bloom that attract uh, pollinators of all kinds: bees, wasps, everything. So every part of the dandelion is edible. Uh, and has been used as food and medicine for most of our existence. Their thought, there's some evidence to suggest that they have uh, first began to evolve around 30 million years ago. Uh, so they've been a staple all over the world. They they did originate in, I believe, that Euro-Asia um, area. And then I saw, uh, really interestingly, that it's it's commonly thought they were brought over to America on the Mayflower, the actual Mayflower. And they weren't brought by accident. Like, they weren't seeds that had clung onto mm-hmm. people's clothes, as can happen. But they were brought very purposefully because of their use in medicine and mm-hmm. in, in food. So dandelions are a superfood, and they were considered to be so in those times. Because you couldn't get a lot of great food on a boat ride over mm-hmm. here, you'd want something that really packed a punch. So dandelion was a... Um, it was really important to staying healthy when you didn't have when you didn't have a lot to, to eat. So they have a ton of vitamins, uh, such as vitamin A, B, thymine, 
Am I saying that correctly? Riboflavin, minerals, and even protein. And when people do harvest them to eat them, a lot of the times they choose to leave the roots intact. Even though the roots are edible and you can make salves and teas and everything out of them, if you leave the root intact, it will continue to grow back. It's perennial. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was um, a one-and-done kind of situation. Uh, the yellow heads are often removed from the very bitter green collar that surrounds the base of the flower. They have a reputation for being a very, very bitter thing. But apparently you can curb some of that by taking off what holds the yellow stamens and everything. Mm. You can take that off and it will help with some of the, the bitterness. The leaves can be boiled. The actual leaves that kind of come off of the plant near the ground, not necessarily the, the actual flower itself. But the leaves can be boiled, fried, or used in a salad. And the roots can be roasted and made, this is interesting, made into a coffee-like yet caffeine-free beverage that is... Um, Almost identical to coffee and taste. It's very hearty. Mm-hmm. It's like if you like if you get some roasted dandelion mm-hmm. root tea, and it's like it's like a deep brown. Yeah, and it, it's like peanut butter and syrup. It's very rich and hearty. I I love I love it so much. It's it's a I don't want to say an acquired taste. But it's it is kind of polarizing. I yeah I've met only people who either hate it or really right. like it. But the people who do really like it, there seems to be a uh, like a fan club sort of for oh, this. It's great. They really, really are into. Uh, and it makes sense because the plant in itself is is very closely related to, and I believe even having it fall under the false dandelion category is chicory. Uh, mm. And chicory does, I believe, have like a little bit of caffeine, if not like mm. a good wallop of caffeine. It's, it's close to that in its structure and the things that it holds within it to give it that distinct flavor. A lot of people akin the dandelion leaves to spinach. Uh, Sometimes spinach can have that bitter, I guess, irony kind of taste. There's some tricks to take it out. You can blanch them and boil them. Good and completely Southern. And my favorite choice is to fry them up with bacon grease. That's a Southern way. uh, Such as the various greens that we do today, like turnip, mustard, collard greens. You'll usually find them either really, really diluted with something strong like a vinegar or like a lemon, or you'll find them fried up in in bacon grease. Uh, You can dry the yellow flowers themselves to then grind them into a powder and make a dye. Uh, And it apparently makes a very pretty, very vivid yellow dye that you can use. Uh, Or in my mind, I would like to think that I would make like an enchanted ink out of Mm -hmm. it. But that's a really easy thing to do. If you don't have... Because I remember to make like the dragon's blood ink, and the bat's eye, you needed specific things. And then you had to grind up the resin. And then you had to do this and you had to do that. Like it seems like with, with this, all you really need to do is dry out that flour and then grind it up, which you can pretty much do with your fingers. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's an easy little thing to make. The roots and the leaves of this plants are antibacterial, and they hold sedative properties. They can also stimulate the appetite, and they can be a diuretic as well as a laxative. Oh, my. This is in the case of poultices and tinctures, salves, oils, and any concentrated version. So while having them in your salads or as a light tea, they probably won't have those effects on you. But just be careful when dealing with dandelions if diarrhea is not your intended goal because it can happen the leaves can be dried into a tea to help with digestion and the again the flower itself i just want to be sure that i point out the flower and the leaves are separate things Mm. because sometimes i think people would be thinking that the little green collar that goes around the yellow flower those aren't the leaves the leaves are uh, probably the size 
maybe like half the size of your hand. They can, they look pretty weedy. Yeah. The flower itself, anyway, can be made into a healing salve by drying it and then mixing it into your intended, um, or your, your carrier wax or oil that you want to use. But it carries a, uh, antibacterial property, so it's really good for scrapes and cuts and things like that. If you're in a pinch and you, uh, like, cut your body in some spot <laughs> and you happen to be in a dandelion field... You can pick one out of the ground and just kind of rub it in. So most of that foraging information was from our old friend, foragingtexas.com. I love foraging Texas. Foraging Texas. The metaphysical is quite interesting. There's nothing hidden. It's very exactly what you would expect it to be. Uh, so the, the most obvious is something that's so in, ingrained in us. And the fact that it's rooted in magic and it's come so far through the decades oh, yeah. that we forget that it is magic, like blowing out the, the candle on your birthday mm -hmm. cake. But you know when you're a kid and you pick one out of the ground and you blow the little seed pods off? And it, what do they say? Make a wish. Make a wish. That is rooted in um, the practice of breath work slash breath magic. Uh, where you are breathing your wishes and your intent into the seed and sending it off on its way to find land and take root and eventually bloom, bringing about not only the new flower, but also the flowering of your intentions. So this is a, a really good way to teach your little ones about intention and magic. And uh, even if it's just the amazing like cycle of this plant, because it's very interesting how it is one thing and then it becomes a completely different thing. It's a good way to work the kids in. And not surprisingly, people really like using dandelions when they do sun magic or summer magic. Anything that's kind of light and happy, they, they want it to brighten up spells and their rituals. And the fact that they bloom so early, uh, sometimes when there's still some frost on the ground even, they're often seen as a beacon of new hope and the upcoming spring. Mm -hmm. So if there's any kind of, um, I imagine like, Maybe you want to do some work to shake off the last bit of like seasonal depression or in spring cleaning to kind of bring in a new like happy kind of uplifted vibe to your house. They also bring with them bravery and represent overcoming obstacles. You know, it just made it through this harsh time and it's blooming and it's beautiful. And a lot of the things we see around that bulb season where things are starting to poke up through the ground. Dandelions are tied to psychic abilities. Some people use it in dandelion teas, and they say that it aids with prophetic dreams mm. or trance states uh, and can also be good for meditations in which you wish to connect with something other. Uh, okay. You know, not necessarily just meditating for the sake of... Well, like a spirit guide or like yeah. a deity or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and not even necessarily like a higher. It mm -hmm. can just be other. Any spirit, spirit at all, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So, and according to LearnReligions.com, I feel like they pop up a fair amount mm -hmm. of times too. Dandelions are associated with the goddess Aphrodite because of her connection to bees. <laughs> okay. Every time, almost every time I see bees, it makes me think of, um, in Cards Against Humanity, there's that card that just says bees? bees? Question mark? <laughs> in others, this plant is connected to the underworld, other stories it's connected to the underworld by way of its association to the goddess hecate some people love to press these flowers and this is straight lovely some people love to press these flowers into their books of shadows or anything else that they wish to infuse with that happy yellow sunny energy 
I love pressing. Pushing, yeah, it's very Victorian yeah, yeah, feeling. Yeah. It, you know, and then you have it for a very mm-hmm. long time. I've flipped through old books where I pressed a flower when I was like a kid, mm-hmm. and it's still just sitting there, like mm-hmm. little looks brand new. Just dried out. <laughs> So those who uh, work with hoodoo or mojo bags often use dandelion for confidence and courage, taking meaning from the French dentelion, oh. where we get dandelions mm-hmm. a little on the nose, uh, which means lion's tooth. So it's representing anything that is courageous, kind of maybe uh, prideful, mm-hmm. that big cat energy that we all love the big cat energy big cat energy uh and of course you can use it to make dandelion wine which is the ultimate welcome back to the sun after the cold times why have i never drank dandelion wine why have we never made dandelion how do you make it i want to make it um i saw 400 youtube videos okay from like eight year olds so i'm sure we can do it (laughs) (laughs) so uh the uses for this plant are typically all about brightening up, being cheerful, playful, lighthearted, and almost maybe even a little fae-like. Okay. I saw these beautiful, oh my God, just in researching this, I saw that some people made fairy bouquets. Cute. Where they took little tiny flowers that like had just budded or you could cut to make them look like just tiny versions of themselves. And they would use like little tiny dandelions and they're just like the cutest, smallest little things. And they'd leave them out for the fae. Um, Very early spring Mm -hmm. vibes to it. But but even all of that being said, don't underestimate the dandelion's ability to drive away darkness. Anything from negative thoughts to dark energies. You can add them in your home to keep away the dark. Add them to your altar to do the same. Uh, and you can even encircle things like spell candles with dandelion to ensure that the magic uh, worked within that dandelion circle is free of dark thoughts or energy. So this is one of those little plants that's very happy-go-lucky and kind of bouncy. And at the end, it's like also exorcism. (laughs) I love those. (laughs) And I struggle a little bit sometimes with thinking, if I don't phrase things exactly correctly, something nasty is going to latch on and take my words and twist them. So that's a good uh, way to combat that a little bit. Is circle whatever you're doing with some dandelion. dandelion. And they're going to be little fierce magical lion happy teeth. guy lion teeth to be like only good things here bro um that's how a dandelion very sounds. frightening <laughs> get get out of here sawzall box uh, so that's that's the dandelion it's good i enjoyed it the lion who's dandy twas cute dent de lion did do you have your phone on you? Do I need it? Do you have it? What are you sending me? <laughs> I just sent you the review footage. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The fact that you had to work so much <laughs> to find the phone just because I didn't feel like leaning forward two inches. Appreciate it. Hello? Okay. This review was titled Hilarious, Mm. posted by Space Buns. (laughs) Cute. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love everything about this show. Oh. Witchy, bitchy, spooky, Mm -hmm. and totally relevant. Oh, hashtag. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Space Booties. Close enough. 
I refuse to think that it's. I refuse to think that space buns is a reference to like Leia's buns, the hairstyle. No, I think it's and is space, space, space butt. butt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mace wad. Mm. Mm. Where can I go? Make a profile and then search the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour if I wanted to see more information about advertising on the show. Okay, I didn't know which one you were doing, and I was like, "Where's Jim? Where's Jim?" <laughs> Where's he hiding? I know you're going to slip him in. You need to stay on your toes at all times around you. <laughs> you can uh, you can advertise on the show at advertisecast.com forward slash witch bitch amateur hour podcast. What did I do wrong? <laughs> okay. Is it the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour? Yes. Advertisecast.com forward slash the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Beautiful. There we go. I will never get that one right. I can't get it right. Well, for some reason in the early days, there was so many rules around how you could structure mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. things and then like what was taken and what wouldn't allow the word bitch. And so none of our shit matches nope, anyway. Nope. Uh, speaking of the only one that I guess is really the most correct is her email address. And that's WBAH podcast at gmail.com. How's it the most correct if our show is called the witch bitch amateur hour? Well, I mean, it's WBAH. Our, like, secondary name? <laughs> Look. <laughs> Listen. I guess Jim would have something to say about that. Because mm. Instagram is probably actually factual. He wouldn't have it any other way. He know. Oh, no. Oh, I bet he's sassy. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's the reason that it's the only one that way. It's Jim's fault. He's been here since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where can you meet little sauce box Jim? He is a sauce box. Mm. Blender. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be. <laughs> I feel like that's what Jim sounds like when he sighs exasperatedly, just. <laughs> you can meet Jim and smell his musk. <laughs> Do you think he's like a skunk? Do you think he has like a scent sack? <laughs> I feel like he smells like decay. <laughs> But like, you know, okay, so, okay, hold on. So you know in the Hunger Games mm-hmm. where he always hid the smell of his like the mouth with a rose. Yeah, yeah. So she, that's what I imagine it smelling like. Mm-hmm. Like he smells like decay, but there's something. But like with an overtone, trying to cover it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he would wear like something like cheap and heavy, like Ben Hur perfume or something. <laughs> Jaquar Noir. Yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Mace. Um, mm-hmm. it, we have one Twitter where we one tweet. Oh, and I don't know if we said it or not, but that's <laughs> at Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Yes. Oh, listen, guys, you know the drill. All of these are down in the description. We have a Twitter where we one tweet. It's at Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Our Facebook is at Witch Amateur Hour. Yes. No bitch on Facebook. <laughs> Why don't you plug that Patreon for us? I'll plug it real good. Plug it. I'll just plug it right in. Mm. Mm. It is. Uh, you can find it 
You could watch our outdated video. Oh fuck, we gotta redo. We've got to redo it. I know. I was watching that video. Okay, you guys, if you've been, if you've not, you've ever been to the Patreon, go for the sake. Just of go for that video. Where like it'll be gone soon. We were both not really used to doing this. Nope. It was our first time, I think, putting like our faces out there. I think it was. Yeah, one of the first. It's great. So just if you're if you go, just go for that. Where can you see that horribly outdated video? You could go to that horribly outdated video at patreon.com forward slash WBAH podcast. Hell yeah. And where is the sweetest little P.O. box in Texas? You can feed it a letter at <laughs> <laughs> If somebody okay, I feel like we need we're gonna start getting letters like disguised as food. Mm-hmm. Like a letter that looks like a slice of it's pizza. It's a little piece, a little piece of pie. <laughs> you can, uh, you can do that. You can feed our little pet. We need to name. We need to name her. We do. Hmm. Y'all do it. <laughs> yes, y'all are better at it than we are. Anyway, we'll get a badass name, just like from those beautiful witch stars that uh, Raven Brook Oddities sent us, and she said so mote it bean on her card. Yeah, and I was like, why? Why is everyone better than us? Why don't we do anything? <laughs> that was so cute. So would it bean. Oh, man. Um, There was a point to that, though. P.O. Uh, box. Oh, yes. P.O. Box 865. Canton, Texas. 75103. All right. That was beautiful. Thanks. My stomach has been making noise this entire episode. Oh, you would be great Mm. is if it did it right now and we could fade it into our music. And it would be like. (laughs) From over here, it sounded like, you know, when you're at like, and don't, I'm not saying it was like this loud. Don't think that, but it's similar phenomenon. So, you know, like when you're in the movie theater (laughs) and you can hear the neighboring movie through the wall. cackle that noise used to comfort me so much for some reason when i was a kid it always made me think the world was ending outside are you serious it was the same but but like opposite okay i know that sounds weird every time i would see a movie for some reason it like brought this intrusive thought in the world could be ending and i wouldn't know it you you know Mm -hmm. and then i would hear the neighboring movie theater and it would comfort me i'd be like okay if their movie's still going everything's fine that's so weird. Yeah, I just heard it and thought it was bombs. <laughs> <laughs> See, your end of the world vision is so accurate to what, like, it's it's probably more, it was it would be bombs. No, yeah, I never think of, like, zombies and shit. No, me, it would be, like, the monsters for more of the worlds. I think about that, though. Because I believe in aliens, and so I've, I, it's a very real possibility for me. I hate that. Say what you will about that movie. It, that noise makes my eyes water. To this day, my skin's crawling. I can't handle it. Okay. That movie fucked me up. Mm. I hated it. Ooh, when they're in that basement and it's like little eye I comes hate it. in. Or when they're like inside of it, like up in the air oh, and there's all those people that. like yeah, up it in there. Yeah, it its little Horrible, I think. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Don't tell me. They were in like little pink sacks. Right. Buttholes. Yes. That's right. <laughs> All right, we gotta move on. Oh, okay, <laughs> what is the comparison on our podcast of the word butthole being said to any okay, other you podcast? Know those word uh, diagrams. A word cloud. We need one of those. 
And it just should say butthole in huge letters. Butthole. Titties. <laughs> oh my god, it'd be not good. Someone with the software, make a word cloud out of all of our audio. <laughs> I'm speechless. We'll see you, little saws boxes, in the next saws box. Saws, saws, father whore. What was it? Whore master. But fucking father whore made me think of the chicken bunker. <laughs> What was he? The cow diddler. Always the chicken fucker. (laughs) Cow diddler! Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up.